This is episode number 12 of The Inspiring Talk with Dr. Suki Mukher. Welcome guys to The Inspiring Talk. My name is Vijay Gautam. I'm host for this show. Each week I interview today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you realize your inner potential. My guest today is Dr. Suki Mukher, and I'm super excited for this one. Dr. Suki is an award-winning doctor, best-selling author of the book Beyond Body, Beyond Mind, and Global Speaker. As an advanced biohacker, he has spent the past 25 years studying the brain and nervous system as it relates to health, healing, and maximizing human potential. He is a master at developing people, teaching the mindset for success and has developed proprietary neural integration techniques that have taught the lives of hundreds of thousands worldwide, helping them shatter their limits and achieve extraordinary results in every area of life. His TEDx talk has been viewed for more than 110,000 times on YouTube in past one year and he is a frequent speaker at mega events and conferences. He has utilized his powerful strategies to overcome the darker shades of his own life and become a seven-time Ironman finisher and complete challenging 100-mile ultramarathon with successful podium finishes. In this episode, we talk about how Dr. Suki almost gave his own life to drugs, crime, and violence, what shapes our choices, and how can you make right choices in your own life. We also talk about comfort zone, morning ritual, building endurance, and a lot more. Make sure that you share this episode with your friends by visiting theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 12. Guys, before I welcome Dr. Suki, I would like to share with you a quick offer on web hosting if you are looking forward to build your own website. My website, theinspiringtalk.com, is hosted with Bluehost, and I love Bluehost for its easy, single-click integration with WordPress. I usually get reply to my email within 24 hours and they have also assisted me through phone to get my issue resolved. If you'd like to check them, go to theinspiringtalk.com forward slash bluehost and use coupon code TIMEOUT and get up to 51% off on shared reseller and WordPress hosting. The link is theinspiringtalk.com forward slash bluehost and coupon code TIMEOUT to get up to 51% off valid till the end of November 2017. Now, without further ado, let me welcome the one and only Dr. Suki Mukher. Welcome back, guys. Dr. Suki is here with me. Welcome to the Inspiring Talk, Dr. Suki. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. It's great to be here. So, Dr. Suki, you have an Indian origin. Your parents come from Punjab in India, right? Yeah, my fa- my family is you know the short the short version is my family my my father originally born you know um, right in the Kashmir border Pakistani side when he was six months old that's when independence was declared so they had to leave and they my grandfather my father's father and mother they were eighteen and seventeen years old when my father was six months old they you know made the journey and you know bloodshed etc. They settled in Punjab, 
And my father had three siblings, so two younger brothers and a younger sister. And my father was 16. My grandfather sent him to Scotland so, you know, he could effectively have a better life and send money back for his brothers and sisters. And eventually, you know, in, in Glasgow, Scotland, we, we migrated to uh, Canada in Vancouver. I was born in Glasgow. And, you know, and what happened was, you know, my father fell upon, you know, challenging. He got laid off, fell upon challenging times. You know, I was raised in the poorest community in, um, in, in Canada, actually. And, um, and, you know, my parents work long hours in the factory. And I always say, you know, I could talk about this on the podcast, but children here in North America, we're either parented or parented. And what that means is, if there's a relationship with your parents, the child will bestow the responsibility of their their direction, their life in their parents' hand. And in my case, I had wonderful parents that loved me, but they weren't present because they leave early in the morning and they come back late at night. And then I was parented. So then you learn through behavior on the streets. And when you're raised in an environment of crime with violence and things like that, then all of a sudden I just became a product of that environment and, you know, almost got swallowed up in that environment. I hit rock bottom, almost lost my life when I was 18. And, um, for then it's, it's just been a journey, almost like a spiritual awakening when I was 18 years old to, you know, the journey that I've been on now. And first it was in to improve my life, but eventually led to a place where I wanted others to really maximize their potential and be the best version of themselves. So, my whole journey um, began with, I spent 11 years in post-secondary school. I've got three different degrees. And my really, my area of expertise is really allowing people to tap into the power and potential within the brain and nervous system and how we can do that. Um, and my whole work around the healing modality works on really allowing that power and potential that really animates every cell, tissue, organ within us to do its job more efficiently, more effectively personal development allows us to really cultivate and nurture that power and potential of who we authentically are deep down inside. So that's been the short, that's a short version of my story. Absolutely amazing, Dr. Suki. I really love the journey or life that you have gone through. I was really looking forward to this conversation with you. I was even more excited after seeing your reply to my mail and I felt really happy for your yes. application about me leaving my comfort zone to put this show together. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it indeed is not easy to leave your own comfort zone. And I'm really glad. Yeah. And it's so inspiring to see the way you saved your own life, especially right. coming out of darkest phase of your life. I would like to begin our conversation from there. Let's do that. Please talk about 18 years old Suki, who was surrounded by drugs, alcohol, crime and violence. Absolutely. You know, like I said, um, children are either parented or parented and my parents loved me immensely and they just, they just weren't around enough. And so you become a product of your environment and you think that success looks like this thing that's out on the street with, you know, people that are like, you know, drug dealers and criminals and people like that. And as a young child, you think, well, maybe if I do that, then I'm happy and I'm successful. You know, the short of it was, was I was not a happy child. I was not fulfilled from within. And I thought that if I achieved these things on the outside, then I would feel happy and fulfilled. 
And so I embarked on that journey um, to a point where, you know, I had addictions, I hit rock bottom, and I became depressed and I became suicidal and I actually tried to take my own life. And I share this in my in my book, uh, Beyond Body, Beyond Mind. It's the first few pages of the book where, you know, I was 18 years old and the thought it's interesting when you get to a place in your life where the thought and the idea of taking your life is more appealing than actually living and i had a failed suicide attempt and then when i it was you know it was a procedural you know failed suicide attempt but then in that moment the idea of staying was a little bit more appealing than taking my own life and, and, you know, then I, I literally, that, that was the start of my journey because you see when you're in this environment and this is really important for a lot of your viewers and for people in India and, and where you live and wherever you live, listening to this is that we think I thought that that environment was life, but I didn't realize if I left that environment, drove 30, 40 minutes in another direction, there was another world that I had no idea existed because I was raised in this world, you see. And, and you think that, you know, people are harsh. It's a dog eat dog world. You got to be tough. You got to be strong. People take advantage of you. People are not kind. People are not loving. That was the environment. It was, um, you know, like I said earlier, it was, it was the poorest, uh, most challenging environment in all of Canada. Um, they, they said we have postal codes. Here was the poorest postal code in Canada at the time that I was raised in. And, you know, um, the short version is on the other side of it, here I am since 18, 26 years later, I now live in the most affluent and abundant community in Canada. Um, so, so that's been my journey and it all came from, you know, serving other people and getting that, but that was my rock bottom where I realized that, you know, there had to be more, more to life than this. And so, I went seeking and really from that moment until today, I call myself a student. I'm a student of life because life is constantly teaching us. It just, we just can't always see the lessons that life is showing us. We don't have the consciousness or the awareness to really begin connecting the dots to have an understanding of what's happening. Yeah, it's, it's insane to see, you know, uh, the moments of the life that you have been through and, you know, uh, almost coming from those thoughts of giving your life away and coming to contributing to the world in the best possible way. And you have transformed the whole game. And I, I pretty much agree with what you just said about, you know, how the environment shapes about who you become because you know when you are spending a lot of time with uh, those kind of people whom you shouldn't be spending with and that really you know uh, saves you and install you the habit and those kind of uh, mental mental pictures are you know uh, that kind of mindset when you spend time with those kind of people and um uh, how was your, you know, transformation journey started? What was, let's say, the first thing that you did when you said, okay, stop. This is not how I want to yeah. live, you know, the rest of my life. Yeah. I want to bring change, yeah. in, change in my life. But you know what? I'm pretty sure it was not as easy as it sounds, you know, when we say or when no. you talk about that. But I know, you know, how yeah. hard it would have been for a, a guy who has been into drug and into alcohol and into, you know, whole uh, kind of 
uh, stuff and now yeah i mean how how was that you know transformation journey started yeah you know it's it's that's a great question because you know when you hit rock bottom and literally you're you're suicidal and you know i thought you know after age 18 i thought about committing suicide every single week for the next 2 years i was still depressed I literally entered a catatonic phase for almost three months where I couldn't even leave my bed. And, you know, the doctors wanted to give me drugs and this and that. And, you know, I wasn't well-educated at the time. I was very street smart, but I didn't have a post-secondary education at the time. But logic told me it was poor choices and drugs that got me here. I didn't understand how more drugs was going to get me out of here. And this is, you know, growing up, I was always very athletic. I was always into sports. I was very good in sports. Growing up here in Canada, I played uh, ice hockey. I was a freestyle wrestler. I played rugby and lacrosse. I excelled in sports. And so I had a really big interest, BJ, to really understand what, how this mind, how this body works, and what this elusive idea of the human spirit actually is. So I really went down a path and, and eventually, you know, I'll say when I was, when I hit rock bottom, some days getting out of bed and putting on a sweatshirt and a pair of jeans was the biggest accomplishment I had in a day. Like it was the lows of lows, but eventually, you know, I could walk out and sit on the couch. Eventually I could walk outside of the house for two minutes. Eventually I could walk down the street and back for five minutes. It was very, very basic, simple steps. And I eventually found myself going to a local library and literally a book fell off the shelf. I was 18 years old and the book that fell off the shelf was by Napoleon Hill. It was a book. It literally fell off the shelf, like fell on the ground. Like, like, like there was no books on the ground. There's, you walk through a library, there's there's thousands of books, right, in these aisles, right? The book literally, as I was walking by, fell off the shelf and, like, almost hit my foot. And I picked it up and it said... like, you know, that book wanted, man, oh, it, it, me. It, it, was like, it was like a divine moment. Like, I don't know yeah. how else to explain it. Hmm. And, you know, I picked up the book. It was written by Napoleon Hill decades ago. And the title of the book was Think and Grow Rich. And I picked it up. And when I picked it up, I had this tingly feeling in my body. That's the first book I ever read in my life. And that book, BJ, opened up. I don't know if you've read that book, but that book opened up my mind to a world I did not know existed. And then as a result of that, I just wanted to learn more. And, you know, you know, if I fast forward, I, I have three different degrees, uh, physiologist, uh, uh, master's, a doctorate. Um, I studied very hard not to get grades, but to learn, to understand. And I spent decades studying quantum physics and subatomic particles and energetic patterns. But really, my area of expertise was this. Imagine this for a moment. We have this amazing technology in our bodies. It's our brain and nervous system. Okay, So imagine this for a moment. There's over 100 trillion cells in the human body. Every single cell, Fritz Albert Pop is a leading biophysicist. Every single cell, BJ, will go through 100,000 chemical reactions. This has been measured through light emissions 
every single second. So imagine that 100 trillion cells, 100,000 chemical reactions every single second. That's uncountable. That's huge. like, like, I don't even know what number that is. It's so big, but, but get this. Yeah. It's all perfectly organized, perfectly synchronized between, by the power and intelligence within the human nervous system. Oh. The human awesome. nervous system is the most advanced biological system on the planet. And so this is what I'll say. You know, I'll say even each you, me, every person on the planet, inside our mother's body, the intelligence within the nervous system took us from two cells to a hundred trillion cells in about 40 weeks, two arms, two legs, a heart, all the systems. And that power and intelligence stays with us for the rest of our life. But here's the deal. The majority of humanity is accessing less than 1% of that power and intelligence. So for me, for the past 26 years, I have been studying, researching, and developing systems and processes of how we as humanity can tap more and more into that power and that potential. And, and that's really been my journey. Um, I, you know, I, I train doctors around the world and I get them to really allow the cultivation. It's like if you cut yourself right hmm. on your finger, you put a Band-Aid on and then a week later you take the Band-Aid off. You can see brand new skin cells, brand new epithelial cells. What healed that? Your nervous system did that. Nervous system. Your own body. We are self-healing, self-regulating organisms. When we create, this is the analogy I use. I talk about this in my TED talk. You know, mm -hmm. I say, if you have yeah. two beds of soil, organic, mm -hmm. natural, all the nutrients, all the minerals, one on the right, one on the left. The one on the right, I cultivate, I nurture, I put seedlings, I put plantings, I give it water, I give it sunlight. Six yeah. months later, I have flowers, I have food, I have something amazing. The mm -hmm. one on the left, same bed of soil, but I completely ignore it. If I ignore it, what do I have six months later? Weeds. That, my friend, that sums up the health, the well-being, the consciousness, the potential within humanity. And that's it. That's really what it comes down to. I know our time here is short, but you know that's been my journey with everything. So for me... I've developed systems that allows our nervous system to process and integrate. And how I share that is this. So my journey was how was I able to heal through everything I went through, all the trauma, all the challenges from a child age 14 to 18, all the, all the, you know, you know, all that stuff in my environment. And this is what I've learned. Hmm. The nervous system is how we interact with our environment. Our perception of reality is completely dependent on our nervous system and brain. And this is how it works. When you have an experience that you integrate and process, it's like the nervous system is like a computer that has a bandwidth or capacity. And the experiences within your bandwidth or capacity, you integrate really well. This is I watched a beautiful movie the other night. I read a great book. I had a great conversation with a friend or I had a, you know, a, a, a great day at the office, you know, talking to my colleagues. Yeah. Anything that inspires you, uplifts you, moves you forward, you biologically integrate. Yeah. And quantum, quantum physics says we take the particles from those experiences and add them to our cells and particles and increase our frequency 
and we take a small step forward in our evolution and growth as a human being, physically, mm. mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And mm. all you have to do is look at a child. I have a four and a half and one and a half year old daughters, two daughters. Oh. And I can see them developing and evolving and growing. This is how we integrate. This is how we process. Mm. Now, on the flip side, right? If yeah. we have any experiences beyond our computer system, beyond the bandwidth of the nervous system and our power and potential, the nerve system says, whoa, I can't quite process this. Yeah. But I know this experience is a gift, even though I can't see the gift in this moment. So in this moment, it's stress. But what happens is these patterns, BJ, they build up within our biology and nervous system. And we now see through the lens of that experience. And, and the analogy that I'll the analogy I'll give you is this: is like if you had like trauma as a child, and people around you took advantage of you, and you do not integrate that as an adult, you believe people can't be trusted, and the entire world is trying to take advantage of you. Absolutely, because that's the lens of perception locked within your frequency and consciousness within your nervous system. Mm. So one of the things I've done is develop a system to help people integrate and process that information, so you can transcend it. So you can be like, you know what? Like me, I had a rough childhood, I had a rough upbringing, but I actually mm. know the world is a very loving and beautiful place, and there's not bad people. There's just disconnected people, maybe not doing the greatest things, but if they connect to their soul and who they are. They would live a very different life. Yeah, and and so that, and, and that and that's been my path, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, um, uh, first I would like to thank you so much for like being so honest with my audience, you know, and uh, sharing your story. And it's it's you know quite a journey uh, coming through all all the phases and you know stages that you have come in your life. And thank you for bringing up about integrating. Uh, our life experiences, and I really wanted to uh, ask you, and was keen in learning about that, uh, about the integrating and processing our experiences, mm. because you know uh, what happens most of the time is when we associate something or some experience uh, with uh, some kind of negative emotion or negative state, then that gets locked in our head, and we don't even think of mm. uh, you know changing our perception yeah. if we were not to integrate and you know if if we do not process that and i really love uh, about that exactly uh, yeah yeah and and you know you know one of the things i'll add to that is like they've done studies and like they'll get people like for example they get athletes to like sprint down a track and they measure their nervous system then they get the same athletes to lay down on a bed and visualize sprinting down the track and they measure the neurological firing, the nervous system actually doesn't know if they're really sprinting down the track or just thinking about sprinting down the track. So, so like the neurological firing is very similar. So it's like if you've had an experience 20 minutes ago, 20 days ago, 20 years ago, that when you think about you still have an emotional charge – if you feel anything except peace and gratitude, that means your nervous system is still integrating and processing it and is holding you back from fully living life. So like you think about your challenges and stresses that we've all had. And if you have a charge like you get angry, you get frustrated, you get sad and this, that, that means your nervous system is living in the biology of that trauma, challenge or hardship. 
and there's less bandwidth available today for today because your nervous system says, hey, we're still processing yesterday. So mm-hmm. we don't want you going out having too much today. This is what we call mm-hmm. a nervous breakdown, a nerve system breakdown. And I'm sharing all this with you because this is exactly what happened to me when I was 18. And the yeah. simple act of, of sleeping, laying in bed and healing and taking time allowed me to integrate all the challenges and hardships I went through. And then I realized this is actually, you know, we actually know 99% of illness and disease is lifestyle related. And we know that mm, stress yeah, is, this is a model for stress because it's another verbiage of using how stress builds up in the body and locks is there. So, so yeah, these are some of the ideas of how I developed my thesis and really understanding health, healing, and where my true passion is maximizing human potential. Oh, awesome. And, um, you know, you have come through the uh, first inning of your life and that was really tough. And do you believe, you know, uh, you would have the understanding about life and have been able to become as better human as you are today mm. if you have not hit rock bottom or uh, faced that phase of your life? Yeah, you know, you know, people say like, you know, what's been your greatest challenge? And honestly, this is the way that I do it. Like grab a piece of paper. And draw mm. a big circle on that paper and put a dot in the middle of that circle. That dot, BJ, that's our comfort zone. When you're in your oh. comfort zone, there is no growth for you. There's no evolution. No. It's like if you want to make a muscle stronger, you have to lift weights and stress the muscle. You have to get your muscle yeah. out of the comfort zone. It's the same that's thing with cool. life. So as you go to the edge of that circle, you're getting further and further out of your comfort zone into discomfort into a place where farther outside of your circle is extreme challenge. To me, the challenges in our life are not meant to stop us. They're not meant to hold us back. They're not meant for us to not share our greatness with the world. In fact, it's the opposite. The challenges in our life are meant to help us discover, discover, stop covering up who we authentically are and what our gifts are, and how we can make this world a more beautiful place. That's the catalyst of a challenge. So to me, the greatest challenges are the greatest gifts. In the moment, we don't see them as a gift because we don't have the consciousness yet. But as we integrate and process the challenge, we can see it with a new perception, a new consciousness. So as a result, we can transcend it and grow and learn because ultimately we're all here to grow, grow, learn and evolve. So to me, my greatest challenge is actually just my greatest gift. Had I not went through what I went through, had I not hit rock bottom, yeah. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I wouldn't be serving humanity the way I do. I wouldn't be on a mission to, you know, hmm. you know, one of my missions, like what gets me up in the morning is I want to leave this world for my daughters and their generation, a better world than I entered it. That that's what gets me oh. up in the morning. That's what excites that's so me. Beautiful, you know, awesome, amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, that makes it complete sense. And uh, you know, it's it's all about again, as you said in the uh, uh, quite a moment back about integrating and processing the, you know, uh, your experience in a way that saves your future rather than it, you know, tears it down and uh, leave nothing with you. 
there, there must be people out there who's listening and thinking like, you know, oh, I have been through this phase or maybe somebody uh, might be saying, okay, that's where I am. I'm, I, I think that it's the rock bottom stage in my life. Yeah. And, and, and saying, yeah, that's my story and I want to call this an end. So what would be your message to those people out there? Well, my you are really, you know, in, in, in the dark phase, in the dark phase of it. So, you know, some of the things that I'll say that these are the things, BJ, I wish I knew then that I do know now that the universe is always guiding us and the universe always has our back. And by life is truly a journey with no destination. And when you do the right things, you can actually move through those challenges, those dark times with ease, grace, and efficiency. And it all comes from knowing that you have this amazing intelligence, this amazing power, and this amazing potential within you. You just need to cultivate it and allow it to express more and more. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Amazing. I also wanted to talk a bit about your parents and you know they have helped you in many ways mm-hmm. to come out of your uh you know addiction and crime and all those things so what were some deepest values that you acquired from your parents and yeah. want to populate down to your kids absolutely you know first and foremost um unconditional love um love is everything And I was unconditionally loved and I was accepted, even though I was making poor choices in my life. And that, Hmm. you know, and and that's embedded in the Indian culture. I've been to India over a dozen times. Um, My company that I'm with, we actually just released in India where we have actually nutrition for the brain and nervous system. We literally have just released there last month. And so, you know, so like, you know, my parents taught me a few things. They taught me that love is a powerful force and regardless of what showed up i was unconditionally loved and accepted they loved me more than i loved myself and and eventually i began to believe them more than i believed myself the other thing that my parents had shown me i mean they've been through you know my you know being immigrants and all the challenges that come from being an immigrant raising that environment is you know my father taught me the power my father is one of the you know, he's an amazing human being, one of the most hardworking human beings I've ever met in my entire life. And, you know, he taught me a work ethic. He didn't teach it to me. He showed me. I all I, you know, and here's the thing that I know too, is that, you know, if I tell, you know, my children to not eat sugar and eat healthy vegetables, and then I eat sugar every day and not vegetables, what are they going to do? They're just going to watch me. We need to, you know, like Gandhi said, we need to be the change we want to see in the world. So my father showed me, he rolled up his sleeves. He worked every single day and little things like, um, he's a very good mechanic. He can fix anything. We'd be driving BJ, be pouring rain here in Vancouver Mm -hmm. and someone's pulled over on the side of the road. My father, so kind, would always pull over, help them out. And, you know, I'd be in the backseat. Let's just go home, dad. He's like, no, we'll help them out. You know, they're stranded. Like just the kindest, most hardworking, you know, kindness goes a long way in this world and it's so hardworking. And, you know, he showed me those qualities and those values that in the end are are so ingrained in who I am. 
Um, Hmm. I don't believe life is meant to be easy. I believe we're meant to become more accountable and serve the world around us to make this world a better place. And right now, I can't tell you enough how much we need people that are waking up, connected to who they are to make this world a better place. Now's the time more than ever than we need this. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I pretty much believe love and kindness from your parents helped in several ways for you to come out of that. And, you know, um, first half of your life, you lived allowing the circumstances around you dictate your life. Mm. You made the worst possible decisions and that <laughs> continued, you know, until... <laughs> and, and until I hit rock bottom, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah and until again, you yeah, hit the rock bottom. And, and I'll and say, like, to, what a gift from the universe, right? The universe said, okay, you're going to make those decisions. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. And you're eventually going to wake up. For me, that's what it took. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you, you really woke up to that, you know, reality one day. And, you know, what fascinated me about the phase of your life and what I'm very keen in understanding is why do we make those kind of choices in our life you know after many many years since you started this beautiful and inspiring inning of your life uh, can you please talk a bit about your understanding about the choices and decisions we make in our life yeah. and what guides our choice yeah I mean I mean that's huge right so you know this is what I'll say is that in life There's two things. We make decisions from the majority of people in this world, over 90% make decisions based on their emotions. And the other 10% make decisions based on their values. And here's the deal. When you are connected, when you're connected, you know, at a soul level to who you are, you know, you just did a prayer meditation, you feel very whole, complete, connected, your emotional guidance system will move you in the right direction. The biochemistry, you know, you have endorphins, you have serotonin, you have dopamine, all this good stuff being released. It's going to guide you and move you in the right direction. But the challenge is it's impossible to live in that biochemistry 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So when we're disconnected, there's another biochemistry. It's a fight or flight response. It's epinephrine, norepinephrine, cortisol. And at that time, our emotions deceive us. And at that hmm. time, we must default to our values. The, and hmm. the values are what's important to me. Right now, my emotions are saying, you know, eat this cake. But my values hmm. are, I'm trying to get healthier. Let's take the salad instead. <laughs> do you see what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> so like, like what, what am I going to do? Yeah. Am I going to listen to my emotions or listen to my values? The challenge is, most people only listen to their emotions. 50% of the time, our emotions are deceiving us because we're living in this moment where we're not actually aligned to what I call our North Star, our big visions, what I'm intending for my world. And, and literally, those emotions are nothing more than unintegrated imprints within our conscious nervous system and mind which create a lens. It's like, oh, wow, I had that chocolate cake last week. It tastes so good. I want more chocolate cake versus <laughs> like your commitment to lose 15 yeah. pounds and get healthier because you have diabetes or cardiovascular disease. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. And yeah, so that makes a complete sense. So, mm. so it's like for me, my invitation for people is what do you value? You know, and I'll tell you, for me, my number one value is my health because if I lose my health, My wife, my children who depend on me, I now have to depend on them. So my health is the most important thing in my life. 
Number two is my family. Number three is my service and contribution to the world. What I do, my thesis, how I impact humanity in the ways that I do. Those are my top three values. So for me, it's very easy. If you put something in front of me, is it making my health better? Is it making my connection and my family better? Or is it contributing to my service, which is my purpose is to really expand consciousness, allow people to maximize their potential. It's a very easy yes, no. And I could be feeling down that day or I could be feeling up that day. My values don't change. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's easier when you have that clarity of your values within you. You know, they have to, let's say, a kind of filter that you have put on yourself. Okay. Yes. I have these three questions that I would ask okay. before I take any action. And, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that makes your decision easier. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, that makes a complete sense about that. And you also talk a lot about biological aspect of being successful and making change at cellular level. Mm. Can you share a bit about attuning oneself, you know, biologically and neurologically to get what he wants in life? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things I love to do is understanding the art of manifestation. And here's a short story. If you, if you understand quantum physics, Every single idea, every single possibility, you know, I want to have this relationship. I want, you know, this job or this business. I want to make X amount of money. I want to travel to this place to vacation or experience. All those ideas in quantum physics tells are waves of possibility floating around in the air. It's when our conscious intention, okay, I want to have mm-hmm. this vacation. So let's be hypothetical. Let's say, You want to have, BJ, you want to have a vacation in Greece one day. So Hmm. you set that intention. That intention all of a sudden attracts that wave and that wave begins to collapse into a particle. When it collapses into a particle, then we get to experience the reality of that idea, which is you getting on a plane going to Greece. And it sounds, you know, strange how I just said that, but that is how we manifest. Mm -hmm. That is the... The science of manifestation. So what that means is that when you start thinking about things and giving conscious intent to things, Mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're changing the frequency. Your nervous system is attached up at your spinal cord, C1, base of your sacrum, and it goes through your spinal cord. And that's where your power and potential is. That's where your frequency and vibration is greatest. And it's like Mm. if you see like a musician and they tune their instrument, like they tune a guitar before they perform, we can attune our nervous system with our intent, raising our vibration and frequency within ourselves to that idea, allowing the materialization and manifestation of that. Yeah. And that's a, that's effectively what we're doing is we're increasing consciousness. We're increasing vibrate vibration. And here's a gift, BJ. Life is not about, you know, achieving goals. Life is not about, you know, having this outside success. Life is about becoming, becoming the human being yeah. that's worthy of those experiences, that's worthy of that vacation. 
Who do yeah. you have to become in this moment? And in my book, I talk about a lot of people say, hey, once I have this, then I'll become that. No, no, no. It's be, do, have. I, I have a paradigm. It's called you become that now. <laughs> if you were the person yeah. to take that vacation, who would you be in this moment? How would you walk down yeah. the street? How would you mm. talk? How would you communicate with people? How would you dress? Yeah, you become a, that in that moment. Mm, mm. Act yeah. as you already have that and it, as uh, you have already on that, you already are on that vacation. Absolutely. It's as if. It's as if. It's like, it, you know, I'll give an example. Somebody, you know, they want to earn more money. They want more abundance. This is a common theme in our world. And they're, mm. they're, they're meditating. They're visualizing. They're setting the intention. And then all of a sudden they get their phone bill and they got overcharged $5. Well, I have mm. a saying, you know, all of a sudden they're getting pissed off. They're getting upset. Why do they overcharge me $5? I'm like, the universe is always watching. So guess what you've just done with your meditation, your visualization, your intention from the morning? You threw out the window because you're getting upset yeah. about $5. You know, it's not $5,000. It's $5. Yeah. You know what $5, I mean? Yeah. It's like the universe <laughs> is always watching to be in an abundance. If you're trying to increase your abundance, you have to be okay with that because the universe is always watching. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, you, you know, have not only transcended all the limits of, you know, uh, your brain, but also of your body by transforming from having bulky muscle to yes. uh, lean, you know, ultra, <laughs> ultra endurance athlete. Yeah. Um, your running adventures include completing 100 miles. That's, you know, 160 kilometers. That's right. Uh, yeah. That's 20, 20 hours of straight running. So it's like running 20 almost hours four, straight running. It's and like four marathons at once. Four yeah. marathons at once. And you have yeah. done that for seven times. You have completed them for seven times. Yeah. Right. That's insane. You know, how do you develop this level of endurance? You know, same thing. It's conscious intent. It's manifestation. Obviously, it's physical training, but those races are more mental because yeah. after six hours, your body's done. It's just your mind pushing you and having that that strength and resiliency. And the reason, BJ, I took on those challenges is because I wanted to become the person on the other side of those ultra marathons, you know, to be become more potent, more powerful. You know what? That was though. I was in a phase. I was an ultra endurance athlete for over ten years, mm -hmm. and I absolutely loved it. And the only reason I stopped is when I had daughters, and you know I had less time available to train and give energy towards that. And you know the great thing is, is as I started, you know, setting goals for these races, crushing those goals, you know, and having very successful races, podium finishes. I started to notice every area of my life began to elevate. Why? Wow. Because I was growing. I was evolving. I was increasing my consciousness. It's like, see, I learned my greatest gift had been my greatest challenge. Well, now my life is comfortable. I'm a doctor. You know, I, yeah. I, I have a very comfortable life. So now I have to find my challenges. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's because I, I have to keep growing, right? Yeah, so so if, becoming hmm. becoming an ultra endurance athlete were, was my challenge. Those are my challenges, right? Moving yeah, forward. When a guy on that darkest phase of life could become a doctor and, uh, you know, can come to this journey with you know limited resources in terms of having knowledge and now you as a doctor is more equipped you know to be more than you know what you have even come 
exactly. So, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It's it's I, I always you know recall this quote from uh quote rather than it it was a talk given by Titi Rangarajan and what he said is it's not about you know where to hear it's about here to where and you know and and that yeah. makes a complete sense and yeah um, yeah so um you know you also talked as your health as a number one priority and you have also taken these ultra marathon and all these uh, adventures so what does your exercise schedule looks like <laughs> well you know when i was an endurance athlete i used to train about 20 to 30 hours a week mm-hmm. um so that was a lot now i have young children now i i still exercise every day and you know one of the things that i'll say that for me life can be very challenging life can throw us a lot of curveballs I get up very early every morning and I always win the the first hours of my day. And for me, I begin every single day for the past 26 years, I begin every single day visualization, mm-hmm. visualizing my life, seeing it unfold perfectly, connecting with my dreams, my goals. Yeah. I I journal every morning, I meditate yeah. every morning, and I do something called priming the pump, which is priming my nervous system. and I exercise every wow. single morning. Some days I only have 20 minutes to do all that and I get it all done. <laughs> Other days I have 3 hours. So, you know, every single day I love to exercise minimum 1 hour every day, minimum 7 days a week. 1 hour. Minimum 1 hour a week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's minimum. And and for me, exercising is more mental than physical because when I exercise it's like I've just been given the most powerful drug on the planet to make me feel superhuman, you know? Mm-hmm. So, cause, cause, and actually science has shown the biochemical release as a result of exercising affects our mental, emotional state better than any drug on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So awesome. to yeah. me, that's, to me, that's non-negotiable for me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, let's talk a bit about your book, Beyond Body, Beyond Mind. overcome yeah. uncertainty transcend challenges and hardship and fulfill your dreams what does this mean beyond body beyond mind and you may also like to talk a bit about strategies yeah. you shared in your book to yeah. dial into your power and navigate around your world absolutely hmm. so you know beyond body the title of the book is how do we go beyond the limitations of our mind beyond the limitations of our body Obviously I practice what I preach. You know, I was told at, you know, you know when I was a teenager, I was told by teachers and people like that I would never amount to anything in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was I lived in a mind body that that was not was suboptimal and I yeah. transcended I when I opened up everything begins in the mind. If you believe you can, then the body will then follow. Then you can. Yeah. And same thing. It's like, you know, I used to be, you know, growing up a hockey player and I transformed into an endurance athlete, you know, to go beyond the limitations of your body. So in this book, I have nine strategies that allows us to tap into and cultivate that power and potential within our nervous system. I share my journey in the book at the end of every chapter in the nine strategies. I have very specific exercises. So people might be hearing this saying, "Hey, this all sounds great. How can I do this at home?" Well, this is how you can do it at home, you know? And when you read the book, 
I recommend people read through it once, then go back and then start reading the strategies and tools that are available inside mm-hmm. there to really begin cultivating, to begin nurturing their power and potential. And this is what I'll say, BJ, nothing in life is a magic bullet. Everything is a journey. Everything is a process. You want to get healthier. You want to get happier. It's not going to happen overnight. There's no magic pill bullet that's going to make it instantaneous. Everything is a process. Everything is a journey. But if you stay on that journey, I promise you, you will see light at the end of the tunnel, especially if you're in a darker phase in your life. Absolutely amazing. I really love the cover of your book. You don't, you know, have that professional, you know, doctor kind of look. It's quite yeah. interesting to see those illustrations behind, you know. How did you come up out of that idea? You know, your brain is, you know, we- uh, lifting the weights and yeah, yeah I mean, that, that's the heart's flying away. Well, yeah, I mean, one of the things, you know, a lot of people don't know this doctor actually means to teach. That's actually if we if you go back to the root. So I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher of life principles, um, you know, health, healing, maximizing human potential. When I speak, you know, I've spoken to audiences all over the world from, you know, thousands of people in audiences. And one of the things I love to do is grab a board and pull out a felt pen and begin teaching that way and showing people this is where you are. This is where you can get to. This is how you can do it. And, um, and actually I probably will be in India speaking very, very soon. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep you posted with yeah, that. Sure, and, sure. Um, and so literally when I was working with my design team, they were like, well, you love to teach. So it's like me standing there and, the, and the, the, what's behind me is like a blackboard essentially. Mm. And it's like chalk with drawings yeah. on there because when, when, I, when I teach, I love to draw pictures. I love mm. to be, you know, very um, invoke people's emotions so they can actually feel what I'm feel saying. Well. You know, keep it very simple in layman's terms and things like that. So that's really where the inspiration from the book came from. Yeah, I really love that. And what do you think stops most people from going beyond their body, beyond their mind? <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's an easy answer themselves. You know, they, <laughs> they, 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 you stop yourself. You are the limitation of your own mm-hmm. self. But here's the gift. You're also the solution to your present life circumstances. You are the problem and the solution simultaneously. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and it's really, it all comes, you know, for me, it all comes down to self-love and self-acceptance. The more that you love and accept yourself, the more that you know you can do and become anything in your life. Anything. Anything is possible for everybody. But we have to really be connected to who we are at a soul level, fully accept, you know, our faults, fully accept our greatness and then allow that, you know, this, this, this thing called life is not about us. This thing called life is about how we can authentically make a difference in the world. We're all unique and special. You know, you have this beautiful podcast. This is your phase of life. This is your way of making the world a better place. Every single person can make the world a better place. So it's about connecting with what it is for you and then sharing that with the world and finding and, and for me, you know, yeah. I'll tell you, you know, one of my greatest joys comes from serving others. And, and that's why, yeah. you know, I became a doctor, a teacher. That's why I wrote, wrote my book. That's why I speak all the world and all the things that I'm a part of. It's about making an authentic difference in people's lives. It's impossible to not help others. And it's it, sorry, it's impossible to help others and not feel fulfilled and happy. 
If you're in a dark place and you feel down, go out and do something nice for another person. Do something positive and you will start to feel the energy of that. It's impossible to not feel that. Yeah. And, you know, being able to help other, you don't need to be, uh, you know, uh, you don't need to be the world's richest person or you don't have to have, you know, the helping other doesn't have to necessarily mean helping in terms no. of monetary. Absolutely yeah, not. It doesn't have to mean that way. Yeah, you can help them with some ideas. You can help them um, in, in smaller of the in small stuff. That you know what, can. BJ? When, when yeah. I was 18, 19 years old and I, and I started uh, on my journey, I had no money. I had no big ideas. And, and you know all I did? I would help elderly people cross the street if i saw someone was yeah, if i saw someone was down that. i would give them a hug it's as simple as that it's, it's as simple as that, as that. Yeah, that's where it began that's that. how it began yeah. for me it's as simple yeah, as that yeah. and and people really need to understand this you know it shouldn't have to be like you know i hear a lot of people saying you know i would have helped them you know have i achieved this or have i been to that right. level it's always like you know pointing those yeah. people those leaders those you know uh, rich people are not helping these people uh you know if i had been there i would have helped them it's not yeah. like that it's as simple as that thank you for putting awesome. that up you're thank welcome you so much for that yeah Guys, Dr. Suki has got a lot of insights to share with you in his book, Beyond Body, Beyond Mind. Make sure you pick his book and let him know what you think about the new science Dr. Suki has put forward to help you live the life you have always dreamed about and to help you express extraordinary levels of health, happiness and abundance. You can find link to get his book and all the resources that you have talked about in this episode on show notes of this episode at theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 12. And anything you'd like to share, Dr. Shuki, about your book before we move forward to Enlightening Ground? You know, the, 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 la- the last thing I want to say is that, you know, with, with coming in part of it's called Elysian Sciences, and we actually have an app, and the app is completely free. And on that app, we have something called a Mind Mastery Program. It's completely free. Oh. You can download the Elysian app anywhere in the world with your smartphone. And I've done the training, the Mind Mastery training on there. You listen, you watch a video, you listen to the audio from me, and then there's a worksheet in there. Do download the Elysian app, do the mind mastery program, read my book, do the strategies in there. If people commit to that 12 months from now, they will remarkably be a completely different human being. Guys, make sure you get his app, and I'm going to include link on the show notes of this episode as well. Awesome. And I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, uh, that this is going to bring real change because this has worked for this man. And you, you, you can see how hard time was it for this man. And the experience that he brings is, you know, like uh, you, you can just imagine out of his own life, he recovered and he healed his own life. And I'm pretty sure that it's going to help you as well. So are you excited about the enlightening round? Sure. I don't know what it is, but I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm going to fire you some questions. It's kind of rapid fire loud. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's rock. Uh, Yeah, let's do this. Uh, What inspires you to do everything that you do? To leave this world a far better place than I entered it for my daughters, my daughter's generation and future generations.
which one daily habit do you believe has been game changer for you in your success journey? I win the first 60 minutes of my day. I get up early when everyone's still sleeping in my world, in my home, and I win the first 60 minutes of my day. Visualization, meditation, journaling, prime the pump, exercise. And I have already won, you know, my day today by being able to talk with you on first 60 minutes of my day. There you go. You win your, because sometimes (laughs) the rest of the day is just a bunch of challenges and curveballs. But if you can win the first 60 minutes, you'll handle them way better and be able to integrate and process them. Yeah. Which one book, according to you, is a must read for everyone seeking to improve their life? And I'm pretty sure beyond, beyond you know, body, beyond life is one. Apart yeah. from that, which one book? Oh, 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 man. Um, you know, I'm going to go back to my first book, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. Awesome. If you were to start this success journey mm. all over again, what are those three things that you would have done differently? Okay. Um, so... I wouldn't have done anything differently because I believe life is a gift. But this is what I wish I would have known. I wish I would have known that the challenges in our life are blessings in disguise so we can discover who we are first and foremost. Challenges are a gift. Number two, begin with the end in mind. It's not that we won't achieve our dreams and goals. It's that We don't want to dream the biggest dreams. Begin with the end in mind. Take a step back. You are the conscious creator of your reality. Doesn't matter how big your dream is. Just focus on it. Think about it. The universe will support you. The people, places, and things will show up, and you can actually create that difference in the world. Number three, it's all about love. It's about self-love, self-acceptance. And when you love yourself that much, you can then love all the other people in your world. And that is the most powerful force in the universe. Awesome. It's been a great and absolute honor to have you here, Dr. Suki. Thank you. Um, All the practical insights you shared here are for sure going to help a lot of people listening to this and help them get a step closer to their goals or dreams. Thank you so much. And how can people reach out to you since, as you said, you are coming in India for your seminar and if uh, people want to learn more about you and your work, what's the best way to reach out to you? Absolutely. Um, You can go to drsuki.com. That's a great place there. You can read more. There's some resources available there. Um, That's that's probably the number one place. And that we also have... um, Alysian.com as well. And that's our three-part brain optimization, which is now just launching in India as well. Wow. Awesome. Guys, make sure you connect with him. He is available on all the different social media platforms and he is posting, you know, his blogs on YouTube and on his own website. So go and check those out. Yeah, you, you release one uh, vlog, right? Yes. A week? Yeah, yeah, yeah so. absolutely. I have vlogs and blogs and tons of content that comes out of there. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, lot of insights on his blog, you know, uh, like videos are coming every week and a lot of insights. So before I say goodbye, Dr. Shuki, any last piece of advice that you want to give out to my audience? Yeah. You know, the fact that you're listening to this means you're already, you might not believe this, but if you're listening to this, you're already 
in the 1% of the world, the 1% that makes a difference. You may not feel that in that mo- in this moment, but you've taken time out of your life to listen to this podcast, which is very different than the conversation that happens, especially in a place like India. Yeah. So know that, uh. use the tools and strategies, be on the path and journey and you know share your light and share your greatness with the world because the world needs it. Absolutely. It has been phenomenal. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, BJ. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. And if you enjoyed listening to this and learned something out of this, make sure to share this with your friends by visiting theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 12. All the links to his book, app and other resources are included on show note of this episode over at theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 12 is you must know how you talk to yourself most of the time shapes who you become over time. So please choose your words wisely. I have created a free self-talk PDF with powerful nine self-talk that is practiced by successful people all the time. These self-talks done consistently can help you become more powerful, grateful and positive in your own life. If you want to get this, visit theinspiringtalk.com forward slash free and get this PDF now. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you in the next. And now go out there and do something inspiring.